Hashtag SAFMBTH. It is 20 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Gustavo Di Cavallo, who's a senior researcher on Russia-Africa ties at the South African Institute of International Affairs following a dramatic Russian military mutiny this past weekend. Today we ask, is Putin's grip on power under threat? On Saturday, Yevgeny Brigozin, private militia Wagner Group head, seized control of the strategic city of Rostov and advanced an arm of convoy to within 200 kilometers of Moscow. However, though, after the deal was struck, Prigozhin ordered his troops to retreat to avoid shedding Russian blood. Gustavo Di Cavallo now joining us on the line. Gustavo, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. First of all, um, from your vantage point and what you were observing over the weekend, um, was this a, a planned insurrection at all or was it just a warning shot? Thank you very much. And, and I think what we saw over the weekend uh, confirms a few things. One is that uh, Putin's attempts of creating a, a stronger system of control of the military, especially when we see in terms of the, a lot of the decentralized nature that many groups have been facing in Ukraine uh, has failed. And I think Putin and particularly through his Minister of Defense, but also for Prigozhin, someone that has uh, the leader of the Wagner Group that has already very vocally uh, engaged with confrontation with the Minister of Defense and with the Chief of Staff of the Minister of Defense of his fears of losing uh, his cash cow, that it's basically the, the, the Wagner Group, the, 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 the funding and financing of the group is very uncertain at this stage. And it's important for us to see what is going to happen next. Uh, Prigozhin is going to Belarus now. Uh, what we don't know yet is whether he's going to play any kind of role from Belarus or if that's going to be some kind of a forced exile from, from, from the Russian Federation. Mm-hmm. Why would um, President, uh, President Alexander Lukashenko go into such a deal with, uh, with Russia uh, to have Prigozhin in the country on exile? For Lukashenko and and for Belarus as a whole is playing a a fundamental role for Russia's efforts in Ukraine, certainly sees as an important aspect of maintaining a degree of stability in Russia. Uh, We all know that the future of the regime in Belarus is very closely tied to the future of Russia itself. So we've seen uh, President Lukashenko with many talks over the weekend, the president of Kazakhstan as well showing a degree of concern. And we should all be concerned of what happened in Russia. There is a, uh, the, the, the fears of what is going to happen in Ukraine are important, but also the potential collapse of, of, of the Russian regime can have really serious implications globally. So what are we witnessing? A ripple effect on the chipping away of power of uh, Vladimir Putin? It's difficult to know at this stage. And, 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 and I think like most things in Russia, it will take us some time to really have all of the information. Well, I think what it does show is to consolidate the view of uh, a, a complicated relationship within the army and the role that has been playing in, in Ukraine. Uh, we also see that the, the role of Vladimir Putin as a non-contested leader fades away, that idea that he's not, not, not contested. Uh, but we've also seen the last 20 years that Vladimir Putin has uh, been able very effectively to, to, to silence many of his critics, 
uh, despite the fact that Prigozhin largely did not refer to Vladimir Putin in his statements and his complaints, it's still uh, a major embarrassment for, for Vladimir Putin. So we would still have to see what type of reaction are we gonna we're gonna see? But also, I think for us within the African continent, will be very important to see what happens with the structures of the Wagner Group that are operating in Africa at the moment. Mm. And before we we move over to what happens to the Wagner Group that is operating in in Africa, is um, the U.S. President um, Joe Biden. Um, apparently, the U.S. administration had suspected that uh, Brigozin could do something like this and was preparing to take a military action against Russia. Do we know how they had access to that information and whether or not Putin would have had access to similar information? Uh, not at this stage. I think, I think what, a lot of what we see at the moment, there is a lot of speculations, there is a lot of conspiracy theories that have been rising up in the last two days. What I do think is an interesting case is that it puts the West also into alert. While most of the, the fight of the West with Russia in the last couple of years have targeted mostly the role of Vladimir Putin and, and the role of Russia and how to, 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 to control the, the expansion of Russia. But to some degree, it's also important to see what domestic uh, uh, dynamics, how they will evolve, especially if we start seeing more and more of confrontation between Putin and some, some opposing factions. And, and that will have a major effect yeah. in the region and globally. And, and what does it mean then for the the special quote special operation in Ukraine, Russia's special operation in Ukraine, and now that the world has also witnessed what has taken place here, um, with NATO as well as Western powers um, that are more allied towards um, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, would they be more emboldened in thinking and believing um, that um, Putin's power has been weakened and his strategy? perhaps has been exposed and therefore there, it could be victory on the other end for Ukraine? I, I think in terms of the assessment of what will happen in the terrain in the short term certainly creates a major distraction for, for, for the Russians. And, uh, but it's also important to, to state that a lot of the, the, the build-up to what happened over the weekend ha- has been happening already for quite some time. Uh, Prigozhin has been very vocal on social media with his attacks against the Ministry of Defense, uh, but also uh, a majority of the personnel that was deployed, especially in around Bakhmut area, had already uh, left the area. So, so I think it will be important to pay attention to how the structure of the Ministry of Defense will evolve in, in the coming weeks and months, whether the Ministry of Defense attempts of creating a stronger degree of control with the private military corporations that are operating in, in, in Ukraine and what impacts would that be, noting that we've already seen quite a lot of difficulties from the Russian side in terms of the, the conscription, in terms of the, the, the mobilization of of forces and 50,000 people that are under the Wagner group is a considerable number of people. So, so I think at this stage we probably have more questions than answers, but it will certainly create an impact if not just in terms of morale of the troops, uh, a high morale from the Ukrainian side and fairly low morale from the Russian side. Uh, but it's still much still to be happening that story and I think it's difficult to predict what is going to happen yeah. next. 
What does um, the change in the leadership of the Wagner Group mean for its operations um, in, in the African continent, looking at the CAR, Libya, Mali, as well as Sudan, but also the internal revolt that took place itself? What does that then do to, um, to, to the morale, I guess, of the operatives who are part of the Wagner Group? Difficult to know, but, uh, but, uh, but I think the one thing we've saw recently this afternoon, uh, Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov stated that the Wagner Group would remain in Mali and Central African Republic. Uh, we, we'll be interesting to see whether we're going to see a shift in terms of leadership of the Wagner Group or if the, the signature of contracts that the Wagner Group would be operating under the Ministry of Defense, if that is going to happen. Um, but, but, but certainly to, to, to identify what the next movement will be, considering that despite uh, having a very opaque structure, it's very clear for all of us that the Wagner Group has operated as an extension of Russian foreign policy in the last couple of years, uh, and whether it will be replaced by another entity or will remain under new administration. This is still too early to know, but it, it will definitely have an impact in terms of the Russian foreign policy, in terms of their own uh, ability and engagement uh, with different countries in the continent. Uh, but again, another worrying sign for us and that we should be looking uh, into with a lot of caution and interest. Um, just a quick one here. One of our listeners saying what was my headline this weekend was how quickly the U.S. media changed from calling the Wagner Group uh, a, a terrorist group into freedom fighters in 24 hours. As for the so-called insurrection, it gives Putin a chance to um, re-strategize with a traitor. However, though, it is about how the world now views the Wagner Group. Are they freedom fighters? Are they terrorists? How do we locate them in geopolitics right now? I, I, I think the idea of the Wagner Group taking uh, over, uh, uh, the, the, it was much more in terms of a mutiny than a coup attempt and, and certainly does not make them any more reliable at this particular stage. Prigozhin has shown himself as being a very opportunistic leader and, and at this stage even his revolt over the weekend has a lot to do with the fears of losing financial benefits of losing the influence that he has created for himself in the last couple of years. And I don't think by any means it really changes uh, the, 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 the dynamics of what the group is and the risk that it would create uh, uh, if it was. Uh, I don't think that was the case. They were trying to, to take over power. But if that was the case, it wouldn't really change the, my assessment that they are a very worrying group for us to, to have a look at and, and, and the lack of accountability that they face in many spaces that they operate, including in Africa, should continue to be seen as a very worrying group and a very worrying for us in the continent as well. Thank you so much for your time. Gustavo Di Cavallo, Senior Researcher on Russia-Africa Ties at the South African Institute of International Affairs. It's a minute after half past three, time for the news headlines.